0: welcome back boys and girls uh, we've got some news that's going on but uh, i say news because of course it's not in official sources um yet and it may never be uh, so again as i like to do i'm not going to say too much let's roll the clip уничтожением мирного населения И еще какие-то претензии у кого-то к нам вот люди, которые готовы воевать до последнего украинца Ну, все они здесь находят приют в украинской земле так называемой на территории Донбасса Вот, пусть они все найдут себе здесь такой же приют Ахмад Сила, Аллаху Акбар Power. That's we say. Ahmad Sila. Uh that's uh, Ramzan Kadyrov's Chechens. Um careful with Ramzan Kadyrov. I don't think he's worthy of too much glorification or praise. He has a bit of a shady history. But uh, nevertheless, the Kadyrov Vites as they're known. Are performing their function and role. I believed they were in Mariupol, and the clip there said in the territory of the Donbass, which I believe is consistent because Mariupol voted. I wasn't aware of this till I watched Patrick Lancaster. Mariupol back in I think twenty eighteen voted ninety eight percent in favour of joining the DPR. Very intriguing stuff. So there are these allegations now, uh, seemingly with evidence. There's there's no picture of the individual, so either they've just got a passport. <laughs> However, I'm wondering if the um, displaying of the passport is to avoid any uh, issues with the Geneva Convention and the filming of prisoners of war, particularly without their consent. Perhaps this guy is a bit of a switched-on cookie and uh, he hasn't given his consent. I'm not sure that Kadyrov and his Chechens would really... <laughs> i don't know they might be they might be on a firm leash let's let's get into a little bit more um about this question regarding uh, mercenaries because it's, it's come up quite a lot I and mean, i found some interesting stuff so uh, we've already reported on the british mercenary uh, known as cossack gundy who has captured his desperate family as british soldier British soldier now, not mercenary, beg Putin not to carry out dire threats about captured Westerners after the Ukrainian army unit he joined surrendered in Mariupol because they ran out of food and ammunition. The family of a British soldier fighting for the Ukrainian army have told he phoned them in the middle of the night from the front line to say that he was surrendering to the Russian forces because he had run out of food and ammunition. Former care worker Aidan Aslin, 28, who moved to Ukraine in 2018 after falling in love with a woman from Mykolaiv, was captured while defending Mariupol against Vladimir Putin's troops play the uh, Imperial March, of course. Uh, we don't get too much information at this stage. All we know is that Aiden's unit commander is being in communication with his opposite number in the Russian army, negotiating a possible surrender this morning. And there's our hero of the story. Aiden has been called a mercenary, but that isn't true. He enrolled with the Ukrainian army four years ago and has dual citizenship. That last part is true, uh, from what I can gather in the sources I've seen. If the Russians do have Aiden captive, we would want to remind them of the geneva convention and to treat him and other soldiers in a humane and dignified way russia is being pretty cavalier with the term mercenary and i can understand why because that's odd nowhere in the daily mail ath- article here did it ever mention that Aden fought in syria not once but twice funny that isn't it Maybe because that undermines the argument that he's not a mercenary. If we go over in, even to Wikipedia, no, not the most trustworthy of sources, but kind of the most accessible and the most well-known. Even in Wikipedia, Aidan Aslin is a British Ukrainian. Is a British Ukrainian mercenaries, mercenary. Uh, see, the English isn't that good. <laughs> Marine who fought with the Kurdish YPG militia in Rojava, northern Syria. Aslin was the first foreign fighter to be investigated by the UK police. Aslin was questioned under the Terrorism Act on suspicion of engaging in the preparation to fight against Daesh and possessing articles of terrorist purposes in Iraq slash Syria. He was eventually acquitted and returned to Syria for a second tour of duty with the YPG in 2016. So here's this source um, cited, but that's... Um, that's just citing the Mariupol one from the other day. So I, I'm not, does that really say that he's a mercenary? Let's have a, just a quick look. Um, it doesn't say anything about mercenary. This is the new advertiser.co.uk. So I'm not sure why that's cited as proof he's a mercenary, but if it looks like a duck, walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, then I think he's a duck. So, uh, hmm. Ah. And that lends into another point. So what is a mercenary? And so we're all clear. Because I've seen lots of speculation from you guys in the comments. Um, here's an interesting article on Articles of War. I'll include a link for you to have a, a little look. It's published by edu. Uh, The Ukrainian government is openly recruiting irregular fighters to join militias and volunteer forces, including the International Legion of Defense of Ukraine. According to the Ukrainian government, units of international fighters formally fall under Ukraine's regular armed forces and report to Ukrainian commanders. Russia announced that it would consider foreign fighters in Ukraine to be mercenaries. According to Russian officials, if captured, they would not be entitled to prisoner of war status. Okay. Okay. In 1977, the first additional protocol to the Geneva Conventions, AP1, significantly changed the law for mercenaries. AP1 Article 47 begins by withholding from a mercenary the right to be a combatant or a prisoner of war. It defines a mercenary as any person who meets six criteria, specifically any person who a. is specially recruited locally or abroad in order to fight in an armed conflict, Could you say that, Faslin? Because Arestovich was, in his interviews, was saying that a war with Russia was pretty much how they were going to uh, get into NATO. So there were clearly plans to lure Russia into performing this special operation. B, does, in fact, take a direct part in the hostilities. Okay. C, is motivated to take part in the hostilities essentially by the desire for private gain. Do Twitter likes count? and in fact is promised by or on behalf of a party to the conflict material compensation substantially in excess of that promised or paid to combatants of similar ranks and functions in the armed forces of that party. Clause C there is very much open, isn't it? I don't know. We don't know. Clause D is neither a national of a party to the conflict nor a resident of territory controlled by a party to the conflict. Uh, well, he appears to have dual citizenship, British and Ukrainian, despite people saying in the comments he was solely a Ukrainian citizen. Um, that, I believe, is how Ukraine is circumventing not being party or not being in breach of this article here. Uh, resident of territory. Uh, he was clearly resident. Uh, and I believe he was there, out there 2018. Is not a member of... Of the armed forces of a party to the conflict. Well, clearly he was, I believe, attached to the Marines. And as we've read that Ukraine is absorbing mercenaries into their official armed forces. F. Has not been sent by a state which is not a party to the conflict on official duty as a member of its armed forces. No, I don't think... That's interesting. Has not been sent by a state which is not party... But a mercenary can be a private soldier of fortune, not necessarily sent by the government of another state. That's an intriguing uh, definition there in clause F. Both Russia and Ukraine are parties to AP or ap1 therefore each is bound by article 47 in the current armed conflict additionally ukraine is a party to the 1989 international convention against the recruitment use financing and training of mercenaries the 1989 convention creates a criminal law regime for mercenarism it identifies and defines criminal offenses establish rules of jurisdiction and obligates enforcement measures. Furthermore, Article 1 of the 1989 Convention expands the AP, API, Article 47, definition of mercenary by removing the condition that a mercenary actually take part in hostilities. Unlike AP 1i, one, the 1989 Convention criminalizes direct participation in hostilities by any person who meets the Article 1 definition. Russia is not party to the 1989 Convention. Thus, unlike Ukraine, Russia is not subject to the Convention's obligations, such as the requirements to criminalise mercenary offences, cooperate in prevention of such offences, and to notify the UN Secretary-General of potential violations. Ukraine's use of mercenaries in the conflict could constitute an internationally wrongful act giving rise to state responsibility." So, uh, a member of the armed forces of a belligerent is not a mercenary. The Ukrainian government has formally incorporated the International Legion of Defense of Ukraine into its armed forces. Thus, the legions reported 20,000 foreign members, including 3,000 Americans, are not mercenaries under Article 47, Clause 2, or Paragraph 2. There we go. It's a long, long article goes very much in depth. I highly recommend you read it because uh, it is quite eye opening and quite interesting. So there we have it. Not only do we have now evidence of potentially possibly one US mercenary being maybe captured in the Donbass region, I suspect there will be many more to come. Uh, who will be used for the full effect of propaganda. With the fall of Mariupol imminent, if not already having happened, and whatever is hiding under Avostal, we can only guess. I suspect we'll find German, French danish passports maybe and probably a plethora more of british ones and who knows about the reported two high-ranking american officers i'll read you something again unverified so far this is from war gonzo According to the War Gonzo Project from sources on the Donbass front line, based on an analysis of radio intercepts of enemy communications, there are at least two high-ranking retired American officers in bomb shelters at Avastal. According to our sources, they entered Mariupol together with PMC Academy and most likely are not active employees of the Pentagon. However, at the same time, they are extremely important persons for Washington. These officers are aware of many covert U.S. operations in third countries and are the bearer of information that is extremely sensitive to Washington, a source familiar with the analysis of radio intercepts told the War Gonzo Project. It is also noted that in order to conceal this sensitive information, the American intelligence services are ready to order the Azov militants to eliminate these two officers. Whether they are live at the moment is not yet known for sure. And I presume that part of that liquidation would include the destruction of any documents or any evidence whatsoever of their existence in Mariupol. Intriguing stuff. I will, of course, leave a link to that post um, in the description of this video so interesting stuff coming out now uh as said i expect to see more such mercenaries being captured paraded and used for the to the full extent of their propaganda potential uh, how they'll be treated is yet to be seen i don't expect that they'll be just summarily executed as some people have posited that russia could do um, that's just my feeling i i think maybe a long holiday in siberia will be in in the works and we've seen zelensky play his hand with medvedchuk i think maybe he's trying to trying to use him maybe for these high profile sensitive intelligence prisoners that are just inevitably going to be taken anyway enough speculation from me i'll leave it there that's some more news coming out of russia for you that you you're unlikely here in the west uh otherwise i'll see you in the next one bye bye